This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Towards the end of our meeting, which was in the Chateau Laurier, I raised how I needed everybody to stop talking to me about SNC as I had made up my mind and the engagements were inappropriate. Jerry then took over the conversation and said how we need a solution on the SNC stuff. He said I needed to find a solution. I said no and I referenced the preliminary inquiry and the judicial review. I said further that I gave the clerk the only appropriate solution that could have happened, and that was the letter idea that was not taken up. Jerry talked to me about how the statute was a statute passed by Harper and that he does not like the law. I said something like, that is the law that we have. There you go, Jerry. Uh, that's your serve. Here's my return, Jerry. <laughs> Jerry Butts. Uh, it's nice to really hear somebody speak in the first person account of his denouement, isn't it? <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> okay. Because uh, we know that he's uh, ruined this province in large measure, even though he won't take credit for the Green Energy Act now. But he really sowed the seeds, didn't well, he? Well, oh, I mean, totally. look, we have uh, Telford, Butts, Ben Chin, all from the provincial liberal government under McGinty. And as we know, what happened with them, deleted emails and someone went to jail for a little while. I mean, it just seems like there was a culture. Dirty tricks. There's a culture there where you, you put um, partisanship, getting elected, above the law. And that's that, that, there's a book here. That, that well, will be written on this. Many books and probably a few movies. <laughs> well, you know what? But look, when you compare scandals, too, uh, then you think of all of the uh, currency that was spent on Bevota's $16 glass of orange juice or, you know, Nigel Wright trying to pay back uh, Duffy's debt of $90,000 out of his own bank account. That was incessant. It was a drip, drip, drip that really cost Stephen Harper in the end. I just wonder if it dials back to Katie Telford and who she has on speed dial. You know, if the liberals do have these connections into uh, media circles that can actually do their bidding, run interference for them. Well, so here's the difference now, though. Um, They have uh, this former attorney general and justice minister who has made this case as uh, and framed it as a question of maintaining the rule of law or becoming a country where the rule of law only applies when the prime minister wants it to. And I don't think you're going to have too many lawyers standing up now and saying, uh, yeah, we're, we're with the prime minister on that. That's, you know, she's framed this very, very well. I think what they're probably going to end up doing here is probably having a, 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 an inquiry. I think that's the only way Trudeau gets out of this as to actually say we're going to have an inquiry into what happens, he'll probably fire some people too. Well, all right. Uh, but this will continue to fester, I'm guessing. Absolutely. Now. This is this not going away. Well, it goes right to the top, though. I mean, you, yep. you, you can't fire people and be off the hook. I, I don't see how that can happen. I, on social media, there are already a lot of fairly well-informed people saying it's time to resign. It's that serious. Well, and yet, you know, I mean, by Jody Wilson-Raybould's testimony as well, uh, Justin Trudeau reminded her that I am uh, an MP from Quebec. Exactly. Exactly. He's he's right in this personally. This is not uh, that old plausible deniability thing. It's long gone. All right. So the smoking gun uh, is there. It was revealed in spades earlier this afternoon, Jody Wilson-Raybould, and the rest of the country now. You know, we were talking off air about uh, the implications. 
the you know so many people who are paying attention recognize there's a disparity in preferential treatment quebec gets it uh because they said by themselves there's an election in quebec and we're an mp i'm an mp from quebec and there are jobs going to be lost in quebec well there were a lot of jobs have already been lost out west right well remember how how uh politicians measure loss it's it's loss of seats not jobs and so in quebec there's i think about 70 75 seats that, I believe, is more than Saskatchewan and Alberta combined. Right. And that's the calculus that the politicians um, in, in Ottawa right now, liberals, are using. So here's the one thing that's interesting. I think a lot of people in Ontario who have maybe not been paying attention to Albertans saying, we're not getting a fair shake, it's, Ottawa's not on our side, have now laid bare through this testimony today that they're not getting a fair shake. That, and, and that is because what the liberals care about is winning those seats in Quebec above everything else. You know, there was a story that sort of uh, didn't really make anybody's radar, but last week on this matter of the West and the pipeline, uh, the Trans Mountain Pipeline, the National Energy Board green-lighted it again. They revisited it, and uh, I guess they said, look, uh, as long as you've got your ducks in a row, we we think this is a project that should go through. Is that an important uh, development as far as you can, you can see, Catherine? Well, it's it's not unimportant, but it's just a very small, small step in the whole process here. And, and they did impose some more conditions, too. Mm. So the, the, the they basically said it's in the public interest, yes, which, frankly, my dog could have probably told you. But uh, they were going to impose some more conditions. And to, to see the reaction of Indigenous groups, to see the reaction of an awful lot of the people who oppose pipelines anywhere, anytime, anyhow... It's meaningless to them. Mm. So what we need here is a government, a federal government, that is going to use the, the, the tools at its disposal to make this happen. And we don't have one of those right now. I've said for a while, this is deliberate. Anybody who thinks this government is not deliberately stymieing uh, pipelines in the West is dreaming in technicolor. This is not an accident. All right. So if this uh, actually damages the reputation and standing of... Prime Minister Trudeau and the Liberal Party, uh, who will be the direct beneficiaries? Will it be the Conservatives, Andrew Scheer, or does Jugmeet Singh, who won his seat in Burnaby South on Monday night, suddenly uh, see himself in the ascendancy because he has been positioned as the alternative progressive voice? John, how do you see it? Well, the, the challenge is, is that he doesn't appear to be the progressive voice. He appears to be the voice of social justice warriors, and he drives a BMW in the process. You yeah, know, like it is, suit. and it, it's, uh, you know, really the, 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 the he has behaved poorly uh, in terms of his performance has been very poor. I don't think that working people uh, feel any alignment to him whatsoever. And you saw, I mean, I think you see with, with Doug Ford in Ontario, you know, working people were more likely to vote for him than they were to vote in many cases for the Liberals or the NDP. I think what Andrew Scheer has now is an opportunity to stand up and say, you know, uh, the rule of law is what we stand for in this country, and then speak to working people just as, as Doug Ford did in terms of jobs, jobs, jobs. Because that, that's the only way we grow our economy. It's but, jobs, jobs, jobs. But there are some, there are some, we know there's an awful lot of people that shift votes between the NDP and the Liberals. So I think notwithstanding Jagmeet Singh and, and his many uh, challenges as leader, um, I think they have to benefit. But the the real, you know, somewhat by, by this uh, dis- the, the, disaffection with the Liberals. Here's a question. There's uh, Nathan Cullen, who performed very well for the NDP. Is he going to run? If you see those those NDP fellows step back and say, we're not going to run under this fella, you know what that's, that's a 
perfect sign of. They're going to wait to the next election. Well, 20, well I come think forward. 25% Sorry. of their members have said they're not going to run. Yeah, and, exactly. uh, and, and the liberals are, uh, are starting to drop, too. Uh, we just had right. another liberal just today, I think, I saw it's not Oliver, going to run yeah. again. Oliver, right? And, um, and now, in the face of all this, how many more are we going to see uh, desert the side? So this is going to be a very interesting period the next few weeks. You know, it's interesting that you bring up jobs because uh, this whole idea of uh, looking after the interests of the middle class or those who aspire to join it, this is what I think a lot of people are missing in the big picture of Trump. I'm just going to pivot here stateside because that was another testimony that took place earlier today as former lawyer Michael Cohen and a lot of salacious stuff. I mean, even beyond the pale, uh, not as good as our own Jody Wilson-Raybould's testimony, but, uh, you know, since we're screening through the uh, or, you know, surfing through uh, the various channels, you you couldn't avoid it. You know, people, are, it seems to me like all this is about now is confirmation bias or it's become so tedious uh, that people have glazed over. The, it's lost in the weeds. You can't tell one investigation from, you know, the Mueller this, the Senate Intelligence Committee, blah, 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 blah. And yet in the heartland, people who have been without work for up to 10 years they don't care about any of this. They just see that Trump may get their jobs back for them or improve the economy. Am I wrong about that, John? No, you're not wrong at all. And I, I believe uh, uh, Fiat Chrysler uh, announced today a five five billion dollar investment. I believe it's in Detroit. Uh, to you know, that's the kind of. Th- headlines that those folks are looking for, right? Here's the thing is that Trump understands that working people had have been hit by globalization more than anyone else. The Democratic Party have completely lost their sense of what working the working class in America is all about. Completely lost it. Well they're and, deplorable. <laughs> I, well this is it. And the thing is is that Trump has has capitalized on the fears of of those people who have lost their jobs to get the presidency. And and, the, and I just, to me, it's one of the, the things I can't understand about the NDP here in Canada and the Democrats uh, in, in the United States is, why did you forget about the working class? What happened to them? Mm. I mean, you became the party of, of, of uh, academics at elite universities who babble on about things that don't help people who are just trying to get by. By the way, Catherine, what did you make of the uh, Labor Board here in Ontario deciding that the uh, strikes against GM by Unifor uh, were illegal and uh, they issued a cease and desist order? And now it's a court matter so that if Jerry Diaz continues, he could face serious fines or even going to jail. Well, that's an interesting outcome. I'd I'd rather doubt it'll go that far, but, you know, it's not impossible. But uh, I, I frankly thought it was a pretty sensible decision. Um, I think Diaz has far overstepped, uh, you know, his his bounds and and frankly, you know, his what he's done uh, in the industry has been more of an incentive for automakers to leave this province in this country than anything else. So um, I thought it was a very interesting decision from that standpoint. All right, let's come back a few more moments as well. Andrew Shear is uh, set to speak in response to what went down today with the Justice Committee and the uh, testimony of Jody Wilson-Raybould. We'll see if we can pick that up as well in progress. In moments, we return with John Turley-Eward, Catherine Swift on The Oakley Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.